Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review a hard-fought draw against Man City in another crazy game at the bridge. We'll check who's boiling hot and freezing cold in the temps. The quiz returns as Brady and I go head-to-head in another one of Craig's quizzes. And we'll check in on our fantasy Premier League to see the movers and shakers. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. Guys, it's back-to-back four-goal games for Chelsea. How are we feeling? Well, the neutrals can't complain, can they? Look, we had the, the mock exam on Monday night against the fake top of the table, the pretenders, and got an A+. And then we had the real test on Sunday, and we, we did really well, I think. Maybe a B plus, and suddenly everything pr- feels pretty positive around Chelsea going to, into another pretty miserable international break. I mean, it was Remembrance Sunday, and it was uh, they did the Chelsea pensioners justice because it was a game to remember, I think, remember for the rest of our days, really. What a game. Just a gargantuan effort by the players. Just pure effort. Tactically, we'll talk about it as well. But uh, employing the tactics that Poch set out for them really took like a huge effort and uh, credit to the players. They kept going. They came back in the game. Liam Tooney on the Straight Com podcast said, you know, they came back three times. I mean, last season, I don't think we can... I don't think... We've never... Even under Tuchel, we've never been good at coming back in games. So, uh, yeah, to come back three times in that game was uh, very impressive. And we scored 38% of our Premier League goals in the last week. How about that? <laughs> wow, you did a math. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a fantastic game to watch. The Chelsea are turning into the great entertainers, I think, of the Barclays Premier League franchise. So, no worries there, guys. Um, hmm. So let's have a look at the game. Uh, Chelsea sort of lined up with this four two three one four three three, whatever you want to call it, um, formation, and we'll see the game finish four four. And um, we just about nudged it on expected goals, I think, ahead of City. Uh, 2.9-ish, and I think they were just short of that. Um, and yeah, some some positive stats. Obviously, possession was low for us, 45% possession. Um, but pass actually was was good at 84%. Uh, 50% shots on target, which is fantastic. And um, six saves for Sanchez out of the nine um, that he had to deal with. Um yeah, what do we think of the how the how we sort of set up for the game and and where we went? Well, first of all, I just want to say I thought it was brilliant the the performance. We I think the word that's been used a lot around social media and analysts world today has been chaotic, and that's exactly what we tried to do. We tried to make the game chaos basically in in their transition. Tried to create as many transitional moments as possible. And uh, it worked really, really effectively. In fact, City ended up playing our game, and that's exactly what we want. The, you know, the, obviously, the ideal for City is that they sit, they hold seventy-five percent possession, control of the game, slow build-up. They don't try and counter-attack. They keep possession, and yeah, you're you're starved of opportunities to get the ball, um, and you're chasing shadows. And that isn't isn't what happened at all in this game. Pochettino found an incredible way to isolate Rodri, who I think is the best DM in the world. And any time he was left alone in midfield, we just flooded that area with players and he couldn't cope. And yeah, City sort of, I think arrogantly or is the wrong word, but you know they play a lot of attackers in games then, and their midfield is there to be taken if, if someone can take it. And we showed that you can. I mean, um, I listened to the TFO and Real Life podcast on John McKenzie, like fantastic analyst, and he talked about option-orientated approach in the press. So basically... He had, they had their own areas and they're really aggressive and we just forced them basically to punt it outfield a little bit. They they were forced to play in transition. The, you know, the the middle of the pitch at times was a little bit of um, a, a, you know, a ghost land because either end of the pitch, it was just kind of, it was a basketball game, wasn't it? End to end. I mean, by, I think there were 19 shots on target, six XG, I think, well, four, four non-pen XG in the game. It was a crazy game and Pep hates chaos and... Uh, I think Poch quite like like quite 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 likes it. And I think if you go toe to toe with City in a controlled setting, you know we'd lose one nil, two nil, as we've done recently. Maybe like a Potter performance last year, but we made it war, and in war anything can happen. And yeah, it was a 
crazy game and a really enjoyable one to watch. Yeah, I think we look at you know when the when the season started and we had a really fantastic performance against Liverpool in terms of obviously controlling that game for the most part. That all came down to the midfield, and we've been quite good in games in terms of controlling it, and it's all through that midfield. And I think for the first time, you would say this season, I, I felt that Man City really missed John Stones and De Bruyne, and um, we made it for you know made it feel like that for them. Then they couldn't deal, you know, Alvarez, Rodri, Silva, and almost a Kanji in kind of the box. They just didn't know what to do. Um, just suffocated them, and and we, you know, put in some some good passes as well, and and show what we can do. And I agree. I think the the chaos is, you know, we've seen it before with Poch, I guess, in that kind of Champions League games with Man City when he was the Tottenham manager. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of similar to that. And, Something we yeah. probably overlooked was that, that sort of his success that he's had against Guardiola historically um, yeah and sort of knowing yeah. how yeah like not necessarily you know has his number because I think obviously no one's really done that historically but you know was is able to make games close like that against the top team and, and that's impressive I remember reading his yeah. book I said to you Chris actually I read that book Brave New World and I was talking about Poch you know did the number over Pepe and you're saying well that's seven years ago but Poch went a bit old school he, he, he used you know he used the press that maybe Carl Walker, who ironically was playing for City yesterday, and Danny Rose, might you, and you know, you know, we were really pressing from the wings. So yeah, I think it was like uh, he kind of used some of the old tactics that really hurt Poch in the past. I just, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our build-up as well yesterday, which I thought was really, really impressive. Well, it was yeah. absolutely fantastic the rotations we used, building up. I thought there was a chance that we would come into this game and really try and play long a, a little bit, and you know, maybe be scared from goal kicks and. Oh, we weren't like that at all. We came. We were so brave in possession, and that has to be applauded. And it's something I was really, really excited to see when Potter was appointed. Actually, last season was how we were going to approach um, being pressed, and how we we're going to be really fluid in that essence, and also how we we're going to show a high press against good teams and be really brave. And we didn't see that at all under under Potter. So it's really, really nice to see that because I think you would have maybe associated Posh historically with not being like like this. In, in games of this magnitude, and, and maybe that was my personal um, feeling, but yeah, I've been so so impressed with with how we've been set up in these games. You know, I, I would say that Potter probably didn't have the players also to do that. I think the players this season are very very good ball players um, in possession, and I really really liked finally what one touch pass and move. It's been a long time coming for me seeing stuff like that, but yeah. That's when you know that people are getting used to where they should be, understanding positions, trusting each other, you know, in terms of receiving the ball. That's what Pep always talks about when you um, listen to him, you know, playing with courage. Um, and we did. Um, there's still some work to do, I think, in the in the top area. But yeah, like really fantastic. <laughs> it's not an individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's have a quick run through some of the events. Um, was for you... The penalty for obviously for City was that a penalty? Absolute nonsense. I mean, come on. That, that, it did, the weird thing in the ground was obviously we sit right next to the away fans, and isn't it, no one even knew it was a penalty for about forty-five seconds after it had been given. I mean, it's just crazy that a penalty can be given and no one in the ground knows what it's for, what it could even be for in a game of that magnitude. I mean, that just shows. I think the linesman gave it. But yeah, I mean, looking back at the replay when I when I came home. I mean, Kukurea's fouled. And I actually think Caicedo's and Reese James as well, there was a push in, in that. Pre- pre- I mean, how you can give a penalty in that instance is just ridiculous. One of the, one of the more interesting questions for that was if, if Haaland had scored, I think it was asked on um, the sort of sky this morning, was if he had scored, would he have given a foul in the build-up and not counted the goal? And I think that's, I don't think, I, I, think, I personally think he, it wouldn't have counted. Conor Gallagher was down for like a minute and they didn't kick it out as well. So we're actually down to 10 men in that build-up. That's something else. And then obviously Doku could have fouled fell Caicedo. So yeah, it was yeah. a really ropey one. And uh, I mean, we did well to play against 12 men yesterday. We'll leave it at there. <laughs> um, but a, fan- a fantastic response. Two goals um, in fairly quick succession, almost within 10 minutes. So uh, Silver with a, a great header from a corner, um, which I think was a well-worked routine. 
Yeah, I mean, talking about this, want to talk about probably could talk about Colo Gallego later, maybe in attempts. But that's that's if you if you add FPL assists, which is one, he actually got five assists already this season. So yeah, really well worked free kick. I mean, it's, to, to do a deft little uh, corner like that is good. Uh, I think it was Palmer and somebody else blocked off Haaland. Obviously, they worked on it, and yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good that we're you 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 see the training ground, you see Cobham onto the pitch, right? And that's really nice. And um, I mean, Silver was, was ecstatic. First goal of the season, big moment for him. There's a lot of talk with Buddy Ashil uh, coming back that maybe you know he might be uh, you know out of the team at some point. But yeah, massive goal, and just to get a goal straight away because after the. I mean, after the recent times where we haven't scored against them in like two years, basically, it, when Parland scored, I think there was a little bit of like, here we go again a little bit. Like you could easily see like a, a City 2-0 or something like that. But to get a goal straight away, I think it really shocked City and showed that we're a different animal these days. Yeah, and then really nice goal that we scored. Bit of help from Gvadiol, not knowing where, uh, don't know where he was looking. He sort of turned his back on everything. Um, James crossed it in and Sterling touch one in at the back post that's nice a classic I mean we've seen we've seen that goal even for Chelsea before but I, th- I feel like I've seen Raheem Sterling score that goal about 50 times it was a Man I mean, City goal versus Man City wasn't it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. he's literally yeah exactly that and yeah Guardiola I think he struggled Guardiola to be honest um, obviously a 100 yeah. million pound player and uh, I don't think he looked anywhere near that in fact I was we, we were talking in the stands during the game and we should. I think we were targeting him in our press as well, a bit. Like we were, we're leaving sort of Diaz and Akanji alone. But when Guardiola had the ball, I think we were targeting him a bit. So yeah, I I, I do think he can be got at. And yeah, he, he made a big mistake for that goal for sure. Yeah, and then a few hammer blows on either side of half time. So the Akanji header just before half time from a a well worked corner from City free header. Disappointing that one, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure what Enzo's doing there. I mean, I've, we spoke just briefly before the pod that Enzo's his job is to go out to the, box, the edge of the box and press, but it was pretty clear that Silva was like shaping up to cross and he just left him. And um, yeah, really disappointing. I mean, to concede a goal before half time is never good, and to go in two one one would have been great. So yeah, it was very disappointing to concede. And then Haaland getting the uh, putting them ahead just after half time with a, a really slick move from City all the way up the pitch after some mistakes in our press yeah, I think yeah I mean, it's the first time he scored of his balls he said i think apparently in, a, <laughs> in an interview afterwards he had, he, had, he had a right smile when they were checking var i'm not, I'm not sure what he was thinking but yeah it's probably the scruffiest guy would ever score in his life i just think when the ball goes out to alvarez like that they're looking for that low cross to the back post same way that sterling was looking for it for reese james i just think he missed he, he put it too close to the goalie and Dezassi should probably do better, I think, as well, cutting that, well, that out low across the goal. So That goal yeah. was actually made. Conor Gallagher was actually um, arguing about a throw-in or a foul, and he didn't actually close down. But It's not really full, but Bernardo Silva was allowed to play this like quarterback kind of pass. And then Caicedo, you know, made a really bad error for that goal. And then it was... When you've got, I think it was three-on-three three or whatever it was, you're in trouble. Um, so, yeah, that goal generally was very, very poor. And... It wasn't one I thought we would recover from that. I thought a three two maybe City. I think Pep said that afterwards that they had a couple of chances afterwards maybe to kill the game, but we just sort of hung in there. So I think I think we had to hang in there a little bit, like forty five to uh, minutes to like an hour, I'd say. Yeah, and then we got the we got the goal. Nice run from Mudrick into Gallagher, and then lovely shot from Gallagher on top. That's like Gallagher's first shot at anger this season. Look what happens. Yeah, and then yeah. Nice rebound from Jackson. Smart finish. It really? was actually underrated, underrated finish, I think, as well, because he has to control it and get it past Edison, and the angle was really, really tight, so he did really well. Meant a lot to him, that goal, Jackson, you could tell. I mean, I, I, think, yeah. there's a, I, mean, I, don't, I think these players are all on social media. I think they're like, you know, there's a lot of, like, worst hat-trick of the ever about Tottenham and, you know, you know that little dance he did for the third goal against Spurs. I mean, although it wasn't a worldly goal, it was well taken and it really meant a lot to him. I mean, to score four goals against Spurs and Man City in a week is, I mean, it's fantastic really for a young player. Yeah, the problem is people, if you keep scoring, the memes will start wearing off. Be like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rodri then got a very lucky deflected goal and from the edge of the area. Silver, you could almost see him not wanting to put his foot out, I think. <laughs> And I think they're coached is. now not to put their f- their feet out. I think yeah. especially like you see like Liverpool defenders, especially they they don't actually try and block shots at all because I think yeah the most likely thing is when people are shooting from twenty five yards is it's not going to be a goal. So just let them shoot. 
um i think adding that deflection aspect means that yeah you score get goals like this so yeah i thought i was poor from silver to be honest yeah and just buried in the bottom corner of the other side of the net absolutely horrible um could go anywhere those ones can't they uh and then this the uh, the crazy finish at the end with brozier's come on jackson makes a really nice diverting run actually and then um really really clever control from brozier in the box and he gets absolutely cleaned out by diaz in a Cold, cool Palmer, whatever you want to call him. Ice Palmer. Yeah, steps up, 95th minute, as as is becoming quite customary with him. Slots it in. No worries, should put it in the top bins. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Sturridge said he was in the igloo, and um, there's actually a crazy stat from this game. So, uh, <laughs> Palmer scored his fourth goal for Chelsea, a fourth penalty for Chelsea to make it 4-4. Uh, in the league, we've won four, drawn four, lost four. We had and we had four hundred and forty-four passes in the game, so maybe we can actually get top four. All the fours. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, right, let's um, let's talk about some players. Let's move on to the temperatures. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Brady, you've got lucky this week. And you're going first. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, so we didn't freeze the first up, right? Always the same. <laughs> always always the same. <laughs> have we ever have we ever not cut done that? that? Cut that bit. I suppose I, I don't really want to put this person. Not, we won't be cutting that. I won't be cutting yeah, that. I, I don't really want to put this person in the freezer. But, oh, um, here we go. Finally, finally happened. It's a, it's a reluctant freezer. It's a trip to the Arctic for a, you know, explorer after a nice summer holiday. They're going back for the research, the research station in North Antarctica. You got to go back. It's Moises Caicedo. I thought he was poor in this game. Oh, um, wow. Really bad for the third goal. I think the game passed him by. I think, I think it was a game that passed the, the central midfielders by a little bit. I was actually going to put Enzo in the freezer. I thought he was poor, but then. Watched a bit of a compilation of the next, and so maybe he did see some good passes. But I thought Casado was poor in this game. Six point one on foot mob, um, just generally not very good. Um, I think I think it's only not not too many ground jewels. Uh, he got a yellow card of half an hour left. Maybe that affected him a little bit. But I think that was his worst game for Chelsea for a while. And um, you know, it's a bit of a harsh freezer, but you know. Unless I was going to put Anthony Taylor in there, which somebody else might, I suppose. You, 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 always, get on, you always get on me for the non-footballing one, so I thought I'd put a footballer in there. <laughs> and I thought he was, well, maybe other than, I assume, the player that you're going to put in, Chris. Um, uh, the, you know, assumption every week. Uh, I thought he was poor. And, uh, you know, no, no you know, so he's got a code to get out of the freezer. He can make himself a cup of tea. It's fine. It's all fine. You know, he's got... You know, he can get the posh tea bag. He's got a lot of money, you know, and all that with these uh, new wages. But um, yeah, it was poor. And I'm looking for a better performance after the international break, hopefully against Newcastle. I, I was so surprised to see Caicedo get a 6.1 on Fort Mob. And I know he had some low ratings at other places. I thought he had a decent game, Caicedo, from yeah, in the ground. I disagree. Um, you know, I thought Enzo and him, you know, they're battling. It's a tough job playing against that press. They received a lot of balls. Mm. With, um, in very poor situations, and yeah, you know, you're going to make mistakes. City have got a good pressing structure, and you know they're the top pressing team in world football. Like, I, I, I just think it's a tough ask for those midfielders, and they were really, two really out, brave. Two out, two out of six grand jewels is one that's not good enough for the yeah, game. Yeah, look, I, I'm not saying he was like man of the match or anything, but I just I thought him and Enzo battled well in midfield, and I thought we sort of won the I game. Think the main issue was, I mean. Uh, do you know, he had 39 touches in the game, just barely any. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he, the game passed him by a bit. He's yeah, I, I think, well, I think, kind of passed I think we're going to have, this right. was the, yeah, this is the lowest um, touches we've had in any match. And, you know, Arsenal's the other one. So it's, it's that's just a natural thing. He only misplaced four passes in the game, Caicedo, so. Yeah. I, just, I mean, it's tough to put anyone in the freezer, but. I, I agree. I think everyone had a decent game. You always get on me for putting non-footballers in. So put well, I think the, the issue that Caicedo ran into is, you know, the the, is, the mistakes that he made led obviously directly to, to the goals or the goal, um, especially probably the worst one we conceded. So, you know, if it hadn't had done, then maybe yeah, people maybe would be too I, I think, you know, when it's 2-2, two, two, it was just a really poor... I mean, that wasn't born by an error. He just went for the ball in a kind of a weird body shape, almost like Desazi did a little bit for the Brentford goal, just to kind of 
kind of karate kicked it and uh, went straight past him and they were in. So, yeah, it was a pivotal moment in the game and he didn't really, he didn't shine in that spot. So, yeah, I mean, not getting on him too much, but hopefully in the bigger games he can shine a little bit more. Is it me next? Surely I can't go last again. Go on, then you go. You go. All right, I'm gonna this. So this is a harsh re- for Firstly, I'm gonna put Pep Guardiola in the freezer because get in the freezer, mate. You got out coached, out coached on Sunday, so you can go in the freezer quickly. But Nicholas Jackson for me is the uh, is the Chelsea player I'm putting in the freezer, and, and obviously he's super harsh as well. Uh, I'd say because, um, like Brady said, I think. You know, when we play well in games, it is hard to find the freezers. But what what I would say about Jackson is his, his general play in terms of link up, bouncing the ball off him, passing, just intelligence and, and sort of sharp play up top. It's just, you know, he's playing up there with Cole Palmer and Raheem Sterling who have, have been coached at Man City and are playing like such an elite level, especially on Sunday with the ball. They're so clever, sharp one-twos, you know, so intelligent with with the ball and, and he just stands out like a sore thumb occasionally in that spot where can't hold the ball up, can't win headers, poor touches, you know, passes that are on that he can't see. There's there's so many aspects of his game that he needs to improve. And you look, young player, happy for him that he scores a goal, works hard, battles the way up there, but yeah, he's just he's he's not good enough at the moment to play in this team and it, and like I say, because Palmer and Sterling are both playing really well, it does really stand out. Yeah, I I I can only agree really. You know, it's I like him scoring goals. I think he deserves it. I think he's a great team player. Um but yeah, obviously if you're thinking about if you want this team to get in the top four and be elite, we're gonna you know, it's loads of hard games to come as well. You know, that was a tricky game obviously, but um we're gonna need a lot of intricate play to beat a lot of these low blocks. I don't mean he's offering that obviously. So it's a game that maybe suited his style a little bit more. With a lot of running around, but um, in terms of like creating really good chances, I think we could have actually done a little bit more. I think he ham kind of hindered us a little bit in that area. So yeah, it's harsh when you get thrown in the freezer when you score four goals in a week. But I guess you've got <laughs> someone in there. I mean, I, I, he is what he is, right? I mean, you compare him to Raheem Sterling; he's nowhere near that level. I mean, he hasn't been coached that level. I think he had a he had a feed in the video Royale. He's had three months under Potch. I mean, he's come from obscurity, this kid, and um, you know. He's not the most intelligent player sometimes in terms of like you know making the right decisions, but he ran yeah. his, so- his socks off. And I tell you what, he scored that goal and it's a pivotal moment. And I don't think he's naturally a striker. He's playing out of position and whatnot. And um, I don't know, I think it's a bit harsh to put him in the freezer. I think it was a really nice moment, a free-free, and it's a pivotal moment. And he was he was on it. I mean, for the goal, Diaz actually slid, which is a bit stupid of him. I think he randomly just like kind of tried to block and slide in the Gallagher shot. I'm not sure what Jamie Carragher pointed that out. But... Um, yeah, Jackson wasn't great. I think he only had 23 touches, but I mean, 23 touches and one of them was a goal, so no complaints from me. All right. Uh, I will. I don't really know who to pick to bonus if you. Um, Just put Taylor in there. Taylor, yeah. I'll put Anthony Taylor in the freezer for giving an absolutely scam penalty. Um, he doesn't have the minerals to go to the monitor either to check it himself. Um, he just waits and stands there like a little uh, coward, hiding behind his decisions. Gallagher came out this morning and said he should be applauded for having made a decision. I mean, th- these <laughs> Dermot guys... Dermot Gallagher, to, to be clear, not Connor. <laughs> yeah, not Connor, yeah, Dermot Gallagher. These guys are running some sort of echo chamber where they all pat themselves on the back after a hard day when you know everyone else looking at it from the outside knows they're making poor decisions. So Taylor's now had three contributing... Uh, you know, bad decisions in his last three games, including one where he was demoted to the championship for some phantom foul. And I really don't want him. I did enjoy the. Games. I did enjoy the get back to the championship chant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just he's become a laughing stock of the league, and it can't go on. But yes, someone's got to do something about it. I mean, the the the, the silver lining was that Poch must have read a small print in his contract that says, yeah. Uh, to get your bonus, you've got to shout at Anthony Taylor. So I don't think Potter read that. I think he was too busy just counting his money part. But um, yeah, it was good. It was a good moment to see to see Potch doing that. He did have to apologise to avoid avoid a fine and maybe a touchline ban in the presser afterwards. And he said he would shake Anthony Taylor's hand. But um, yeah, I mean, you don't really want to get too personal about these things. It feels personal with him. But like Tuchel said, 
in that 2-2 like last season. These players, they know that Taylor's a problem. You know, there's that famous one of uh, Silver swearing at him, and yeah, that Kuk- ever since that Kukurea put hair pull, it's got even worse. So um, yeah, we do not want to to be like pulled from the championship into this game, like the biggest game of the weekend, was just bizarre. Surely put him in like a I don't know how the scheduling works or whatever. Maybe there's some scheduling stuff, but um, surely put him in a you know like a you know, mid, mid-table clash. Well, we are mid-table, but, you know, like not a huge high-profile game. So, yeah, it was strange. Yeah, and I'll never forget Mourinho waiting for him in the car park <laughs> after the Europa League. <laughs> That's all you need to know about Taylor. I mean, to be fair, some, I mean, some of that, he was getting, like, attacked in the airport and, like, you know, there was threats. <laughs> I think there's some threats against his daughter and stuff like that. So, you don't want yeah, to get too well, that's, bad. that's, yeah. The, that's that's different, but, like, on a sort as long as everything's, like, you know, like, not going to that level, I mean... Some of these decisions are disgrace, and VAR just amplifies it. And at a time when VAR is really under the spotlight, um, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's just a nonsense that he's refereeing our games as well, because yeah. of the history that he has of, of terrible decisions against us that have just been demonstrated time and time again. It means that even if he is trying to be impartial in this spot, it's so hard to be impartial because there's so much pressure on you to to not make a bad decision against us. So, yeah, I mean. He, he, it's compromised his integrity right now and he shouldn't, he shouldn't be refereeing our games. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Brady, back round to you. We've got some, some fun ones now. Get warming up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been able to speak about this player. I haven't said him attempts. It's, it's Rhys James. Um, I mean, he's almost boiling hot, but like a fantastic performance and, you know, three games back-to-back. I can't remember the last time he played three games back-to-back. He was really great about the build-up. He was influential in that. He's very comfortable. Like He's very press-resistant. Um, great free kick. Uh, he, he created two chances. Six ground jewels won. 82% pass, pass accuracy. And the thing with James, that sounds like a low pass accuracy, but he really does try through balls a lot and stuff like that. Very progressive passer. So you're not always going to have like the high 90s or anything like that for his like, like like a Kukare who's much safer. So um, the the only downside of the performance was you know the gusto chance. It shows I think if Reese James was there. At, I think it was a 3-3. I mean, I think Reese James slots that away. It was a very similar position to the one he scored against AC Milan last season. And no disrespect to Malagusto, young player, skied it over with his left foot. And um, if Reese James was on the pitch then, I think he puts us ahead, to be honest. So we need him, you know, potches, you know, you know, if uh, it's not warming up, it's like Cotton Will, it's like Cotton Will, not Chelsea FC, it's Cotton Will FC at the moment, trying to keep him fit and the other players fit. But... Um, we need him playing 90 minutes. He's our captain. He can't be playing 60 minutes every game. So we need him playing at least 80 minutes and keeping him on the pitch. But yeah, really good performance. And especially in the first half, got his first assist of the season and generally good to see him on the pitch and in form because it, we are a much better team when he's in it. He's our talisman, really. So uh, yeah, warming up for me. Yeah, I think that it's, it's nice that he's turned down England. Obviously, I, I did get a Southgate's word saying that he's put his placing the squad at risk by saying no but I mean give this guy a break he's just come back from injury after injury he wants to try and get himself fit you've got games against Malta and North Macedonia I mean yeah give it a rest Southgate but yeah the you know happy to see him back and playing obviously at the moment he seems to be capped at these sort of 70 minute 60 70 minute performances which is fine I mean I'm happy with whatever the medical team were doing before with him was obviously not working out so I'm happy with the medical team now making their own decisions about him and trying to get him He's back in because, like you say, I mean, he's just, he's an incredible player. And I'm sorry, Doku, he turned up thinking it was going to be like Bournemouth, a couple of step overs, whip it into Haaland and jobs are good. But he, he rocked to the old 6.4 on FootMob and subbed off. So, never mind. I mean, I think, I think he's in uh, Reese's pocket with his keys and his wallet, I think. I mean, he's still in the pocket, <laughs> mate. So, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Reese chain has been fantastic. Yeah, like you said, just about squeezing more minutes out of him. I, I mean, you him. say that. I mean, maybe I say about ninety minutes. Craig, what Craig talk about? Maybe it is the case where he has to only play seventy minutes every week, and we just have to get. That's the way you're going to keep him fit, which is not ideal at all. Especially when you got a long game. A lot of games, obviously, you know, more like a hundred. You know, maybe hundred, hundred and five minutes with the added time. So he's missing half an hour of football every week. But it's better. I think they're trying to see how his muscles react to stuff, though. Like, yeah. You know, they're trying to figure out with him, you know, he's had a lot of injuries, so they're just trying to figure out stuff with him, which is I, fine. I, I, think. I think it's a problem that, you know, if we had a bit, if Chilwell was fit, you could have Chilwell bombing up and down a bit more and Reese could invert a bit and that would help the fitness. The problem, you know, the, the gift and the curse of Reese is it's amazing seeing him bombing up and down, but clearly that's a problem where he gets injured. So 
at the moment, you know, we can't, you don't want to have two fixed fullbacks really, especially against um, against low blocks. So, yeah, I have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, we're, if if, if Broyer's fit now, if he can play against a low block team, like against the Brentford, he can whip some crosses in, in as well. So, yeah, just great to have him back. He's one of our best players, so, uh, and the captain. So, yeah, good to have him back. Yeah, and I thought Gusto also did well when he came on. Yeah, I know. Managus is a great player, uh, you know, great, great prospect. But you know, just you need you need your clutch players in that moment where Sterling puts Reese through. You need Reese James. I mean, he scored a, you know that goal against Tottenham. I know we drew two two. That Milan game, Malagusta, I mean, he's just not used to being in that spot. You just need your clutch players in the pitch and in these um, in these like, late moments of the game. That's what I was saying. Malagusta is a good player, and I'm happy for him to play. But he's he's not on the level of Reese James, obviously. Okay, my, my my warming up is Mark Kukurea. I thought he he was brilliant again, and I I just I love how aggressive he is on Foden. Um, we gave him a really tough task with how we played and, and our pressing structure, where they they constantly were switching the ball out to Foden, and uh, obviously an incredibly dangerous player to be one on one with, skillful, fast, can cut in and shoot as well on his left foot. I thought he dealt with him so so well. I just thought he was brilliant in the game as well. His energy and intensity as well I think is um, infectious really translates to the other players. He's, he's, he's become a, a Rudiger-esque player for us in terms of, you know, getting the crowd up, he, a couple of instances of that. I love him celebrating the goals. He's always the first one there. Like, I just, he, he's fantastic. And yeah, credit to him for turning his career around. He, he's he's turning into a player that I don't think Posh can drop right now. I mean, yeah. I think, go on, Chris, go on. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I think he's, I think what we're seeing with Kukurea is someone playing in their best position. Um, and also, I think I also think Chilwell doesn't maybe walk back into this team. I think maybe horses for courses a little bit with him. But Kukurea is very, very aggressive in the way he plays, and I think he suits this, the the opposition we're playing at the moment really well. Um, I think that might change in the you know after the break, and also we've got some tough games. I think I think he'll go well for those periods. I think as time moves on and we get the low blocks again, I think that's when we could see a bit of a degradation in his performances. But I really like him in these games. I think he's fantastic. And he epitomises everything that I think we were doing yesterday. Um, and Foden, who probably one of the, technically one of the best footballers in the league in terms of control, um, drifting past people, um, I thought he handled him perfectly. And it's no easy feat to do that. He was completely out of the game, Foden, for the most part. So... Really impressive. I mean, he could take the script you script to Hollywood, couldn't he? He could take your story. It's one of the best uh, comeback stories of all time. And he was basically in the Uber on the way to Manchester to go on loan, and they got that that silly Billy Raguli on. Don't like him because of his Instagram post for Spurs a few years ago. But um, yeah, Kukurea, you've got to say at the moment, like, he should have started against Spurs um, ahead of Cole Will. And I think. You pay Mark Cooker out left back at the moment. You don't. You don't put Carl Will back in the left back for me. I think Carl Will's got a slot back in the centre back. Uh, I think Potch has got to make a decision who he's going to play. Um, Did anything so, come out about Carl Will? Sorry, just about why he wasn't in the squad yesterday. I think he just got a knock with his shoulder or something. Um, he was doing like press photos and stuff afterwards and smiling. So I don't think he got too bad. Maybe a bit of like a sore shoulder or something. I'm not sure. He Maybe got, like, skip the under twenty ones. Maybe yeah. Mm. He got. He got. He had yeah, a knock. In his team now, right? Oh yeah, I guess he is actually in the season. Yeah, he would have been. He, he probably team. would have played in in these games actually, so maybe yeah. he didn't want to play. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, Mark Kukurea, I mean, he's doing well. He's, he's hustles and bustles. You're not going to get many goals and assists out of him. And like 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 Chris said, that is a problem. You'd much prefer Chilwell against a low block team because Chilwell could score goals and uh, historically score goals versus the teams in the bottom half. But um, yeah. No complaints and no complaints for women up at the moment. He's uh, he's not anywhere near the freezer at the moment, and it's really a turnaround from the start of the season for him. Guess I'm next warming up. Um, I'm going to give. <clears throat> I just think I'm going to give my warming up. I thought a lot of to be fair, I thought a lot of people were boiling up. Um, if I'm honest, but um, I'll give my warming up to Sanchez who actually I thought had a really, really good game. That's a good shout, I think. Um, I think he, obviously coming off the Arsenal game, I think people just, he makes that mistake and then suddenly his whole season's been terrible, which I don't agree with. I thought he was, he's been really good so far. Um, and the way we want to play, we, you know, he's going to get caught out a few times. 
Um, but his passing is fantastic. His vision, I think people don't give him enough credit for it. And he made some really smart stops. Um, that going against Harlem was excellent. And yeah, I think like, if you just look at his general play, it's just fantastic. And he start, you know, we have to start from the back. Um, I think he just looks really, really good. You know, he's not getting the plaudits that I think he deserves. Um, but I thought he's excellent. It's, it's strange how where we are in modern football right now, where a goalkeeper that concedes four goals in a game is uh, warming up. But yeah, no, I, I do tend to agree with you in the sense that he really helps our build up with if he's going to play like he played yesterday. Um, you know, there was a couple of great moments of passing for him. There's one where he played it straight up the middle to Cole Palmer and Palmer turned him and we were just three on three straight away. Um, so yeah, he he really, really helped us yesterday. And look, it's good coaching as well. Our, our, our build-up structure yesterday was absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Um, City's press, like I said, is one of the best in the world. So yeah, what, what we did versus them was, was was very, very, very impressive. I think if you're watching that game out of context, you've got one, probably one of the right best goalkeepers in the world in Edison, especially with the press and Sanchez. And there wasn't really much to pick between them. I think he's pretty. I think he's as good a shot stopper as Edison. I think Edison's a great superb shot stopper, personally. And uh, Edison's distribution is obviously better, but you need a bit of a respirator sometimes, a bit of a heart, you know, a heart monitor sometimes when he's doing the left-footed passes through the gaps and stuff like that. But it, it does work. And um, like Chris said, unfortunately, just at a really high stakes and clutch time, you know, he, he gave that goal away to to, to Declan Rice, and it, you know, it, it meant Arsenal got a point, but. Yeah, you've got to say it was a really good... I mean, we all thought that Harlan was going to score, I think, when he was through. A really good save. I mean, Harlan didn't put it right in the corner, but it was still a good save. That was a great save, I thought. Yeah, yeah he made six, mixed six saves in the game. And, you know, I think we got him for 20, 25 million. I think he's doing really well. And, you know, there's a lot of talk that in the summer, Chelsea are going to buy a big number one. I don't know if you look at... I mean, I'm quite knowledgeable about goalkeepers. I don't know in the market you're going to get if a massive improvement on Sanchez at the moment. Not saying he's... I'm not saying he's definitely long-term number one material, but look at Anana. I mean, Anana. Everyone was like, on, you know, on on X was like, actually, you could follow us on X at Eat Sleep Chelsea. We're creeping very close to 2,000 followers. If you could follow us and we can get over the line, that'd be great. Everyone on X was like, you know, crying and uh, you know, arranging sort of commiseration sessions that we didn't get Anana. I mean, what a dodge! And we would have paid double the money for him. Terrible goalkeeper. So um, with goalkeepers, there's so much variance and. Overall, he's been good. So, yeah, just happy with him. Right. Now the fun begins. Boiling hot. I think that was actually a standout performer for me. It's, it's Raheem Sterling. He was unbelievable in this game. I think maybe when you were at the game, I'm not sure if you saw it as much, but he, he had eight recoveries in this game. Just unbelievable high recovery. We definitely noticed that in the game. Yeah, he, he was on it. He was on it. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, bit of like you know on the line against his old team, and I think I think probably I think last year at home he actually went off, didn't he? Um, in the one 0 at home game, he went off after five minutes, so he didn't really get a chance to play his former team, and he has something to prove. He has bit between the teeth, unbelievable performance. He, he got the assist for the, a lot of people didn't notice as well. He got the assist for the Broya to Broya for the last uh, um, for the um, last got the that was a fantastic pass yeah yeah fantastic and that was on the right I mean he gave Kyle Walker nightmares and not many players do that um, 10 ground jewels one unbelievable I mean Kyle Sade I'd be happy with that I, I know Midrick can't play on the on the right or whatever we've never seen him play on the right but I would have I wouldn't have moved Sterling off the left against yeah. Walker no, he was giving it, he nutmegged him going past there's a bit where he nutmegged him and went past and Walker just went through him he just had enough he just—he was fantastic. He got his goal, brilliant, and um, generally fantastic in the game. And you know what? I've been on him. He's been a bit of a flat trap bully in his career sometimes, and been a bit of a flat trap bully for Chelsea. I mean, that didn't happen yesterday. I was going to mention that for sure. In a big in a big game, he turned up and a long mate made to continue. And he was boiling hot by a distance for me. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Easily his best. I easily his best performance in the Chelsea shirt. Even though ironically, he took it off at the end and threw into the Matthew Hutton and Matthew Harden stand, but fantastic performance. Ten out of ten, brilliant performance. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. That's quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant, electric. And uh, every time he got the ball, it was almost like um, obviously don't want to make the comparison. He's, he's not a similar player in any way to Eden Hazard. But you know, when Eden used to get the ball, when he's in that mood, like Sterling is there, you just feel like you can do something with the ball every time he gets it. And yeah, Carl Walker, who's a fantastic right back, one of the best right backs in the world. He he looks like nothing 
on on Sunday against Raheem Sterling. He looked like a player that was terrified of the winger they were up against. And <laughs> it's funny because they probably would have trained against each other so many times. And also they play for England together. They would have probably done one-on-one sessions. They would have done everything together. So yeah, it was it was an incredible battle to see them both play each other like that. But also I think Sterling right now, he looks rapid is the other thing I would say about him. He looks fast, even against a defender like Walker. You know, he causes him so much problems. Kind of an underrated attribute that Sterling has is his, his speed over the first two yards. He yeah. is lightning when he's on it like this, and he, he looks, A, in great shape, and B, yeah, terrifying for defenders. So, yeah, fantastic to watch. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's easily his best performance ever. Raheem Schilling, uh, for, sorry, as well. Raheem Schilling. <laughs> as the City that. fans would call him. Um, yeah, I think best performance he's had in a Chelsea shirt. Um, I've, I'm sort of like, this is the player that you spend 50 million, pay him loads of money. I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what you get for your money. Um, now I need to see it every week. Um, that performance was absolutely unreal um, from Sterling, I have to say. Um, I don't know if it was the City thing or if it was maybe the Walker thing where he's maybe they've got like relationship and he was just trying to like ruin his day and prove he was better than him but yeah I mean he was unplayable really um, and it's a show, you know a bit like Palmer when he went through and he had that shot and didn't go in you know Sterling went on that mazy run and Jackson I don't know if he took it off him he's kind of falling over but that would have been a hell of a goal um, from Sterling but yeah fabulous fabulous this is this is what we're expecting from Sterling top performance yeah, if you go to, we've got a little bit called the calculator. I'll go in Excel and do all the uh, sort of G slash A. He's got a goal and assist every 138 minutes all comps this season. He's got four goals already. He only got six last season. He's on, he's on for the numbers that we need him to get. He's on for like, you know, 20, 20 slash GA this season in the league. We need him to get that. And he's on course for it, man. And um, I thought he was a really, really wonderful performance and um, good for him. And long may continuing, you know. Southgate might be thinking he's giving Southgate some uh, sleepless nights, maybe. <laughs> Southgate with his second mention <laughs> of the of the pod. Oh my god, he's a he's a bit of a muppet, isn't he, Southgate? Um, um, I'm going to mention him again actually in a in a moment because it's my boiling hot, right? Yeah. England's England's new call up. Gareth Southgate's called him up following the withdrawal of of Madison, I guess. Cole Palmer is my boiling hot. He. Um, He's in England, inter- or he will be in England, fulling England international this week, I'd imagine. And yeah, he deserves it because he's been absolutely brilliant in every game. And he does a lot of the hidden stuff that, that you you don't even really talk about. I've seen a few tactical breakdowns of the game yesterday and obviously I haven't watched the full game back myself yet. Um, but hopefully I'll get a chance to do that in the next couple of days. But I thought he, he was so important to how we were we decided to attack City when they had possession. Um, we didn't let them have any ball in the centre. We sort of tried to use that 3v or the 5v4 aspect in the centre of the field, get that numbers right, and he dropped into that centre midfield. But then when the ball went out to Guardiola and Doku, he was still charged with like sprinting out and defend, helping Reese with that double up. And I thought he did both really well. I mean, and that's not even talking about him actually on the ball, which I thought he was brilliant yesterday as well. Great decisions with the ball. Um, I tell you what, if he'd scored that goal where he dribbled through everyone and if he just popped it in the bottom corner, I tell you what, that stadium would have erupted yesterday. We were so behind him. He got booed by the Man City fans as well, by the way, when he came over to them in the first half. Absolutely embarrassing from them. Um, yeah, thought he was terrific and my balling hot for the game. I mean, lots of options, but but my balling hot. Yeah, Palmer was another sensational performance from him. He's really carrying... Um, sort of his responsibility really well. He had Sterling on one side, him on the other. It is a dynamic partnership. It's got a nice balance to it. You know, when, we, when we've seen Palmer come into the team, uh, Fulham away, and Mudrick, I think, was playing on the left, it just feels like a nice balance to have someone who's a little bit more on the ball and then you have Absolutely, your runner yeah. with, with the striker. And obviously, Brozier was playing that day too. But Sterling, obviously, yesterday and Palmer, it's just it just flows nicely. And... Um, his his just everything. Like I don't know what he can't do at the moment. Uh, Palmer, he, he seems to be someone who's just a bit of a master of everything at at twenty one, and 
Yeah, I said it last time. Sky's the limit. Um, be nice of them to get some open play goals. I think just to just to get that going. But um, they don't mind if he keeps scoring penalties. To be honest, um, what I mean, a penalty it was, by the way. What, yeah, uh, I mean, what a pressure penalty to wait three minutes and then do that and do the celebration. I mean, he said it after the game. I mean, he's the most chill guy ever in the interview. I just I don't even practice. I just trust my ability. And um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think that, you know, you can actually, a lot of things have already been said. I'd be repeat, I'd be, you know, repeating your guys' words, but he played two positions yesterday. In the first half, he played kind of uh, the right sided, but then what Poch did, because we were getting exposed a little bit down the right, he put Conor Gallagher there because of the because of our press, as actually mentioned TF, TFRL, that we, the way we were pressing, we were a little bit exposed on that side. So he put Palmer in the 10 and he looked even more effective there. That's when he did the kind of Eden Hazard versus West Ham, nearly got that kind of uh, mimic goal from that. And um, yeah, I mean, it, we're waiting for an open play goal, but I mean, unbelievable at the moment. And um, yeah, looking looking like, you know, the, the build the attack around him. A lot of before the season is like you build the attack around Christopher and Kunku, and I'm sure we will. But at the moment, you're building the attack around Cole Palmer. He's, he's basically first time, one of the first names of the team sheet, and he's, you know, 21 years old. I mean, fantastic pickup. And what an upgrade from Kai Havertz. Really good analyst on social media, Pythagoras and Boots um, does like YouTube and, and X content. Um, and videos I really enjoy. He did a comp for Palmer that I really like. It's Chris Waddle. This is like yeah. slightly a little bit before my time watching football. I did obviously catch the end of his career. Watched a few um, YouTube compilations of him. Quite a good comp for him. Like not a pay, not super pacey uh, winger creator type, but clinical. Can make a pass. Good cross on him. Quite a technical player. I think that is quite a good comp for him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what they're saying is he isn't in that robotic peck system, and he gets and he's a bit of a maverick, is he? You can tell he's got a little bit about him, and you just let him, you just let him in, not a free roll, but you let him because he's a fantastic presser. So there's nothing like that, but he has got that little thing where if he's giving the ball, he can make something happen rather than Foden, who's kind of drilled into the ground and maybe he's suppressed a little bit. Maybe I think that was a comparison in that tweet. So yeah, I mean, he's got a goal, he's got a goal or assist under under 100 minutes this season. I mean, that's elite. That's elite. I mean, I know four of them were penalties, but like I said before, the first penalty was his first ever goal in the Premier League. And the other one was against Spurs, Arsenal and Man City against his old team, the last last kick of the game, basically. Unbelievable under pressure. Slotted them all away and, um, yeah, I mean, he's looking fantastic and, yeah, just let's hope he can stay fit and stay in form and we've got a real player. Boiling hot for me. Um, I'm not going to do a player although I was going to do Gallagher because he deserves it. I'm kind of um, it. <laughs> um, but I want to just, I think boiling hot for me is um, the team. Um, I really enjoyed watching the team yesterday. It was the first time I've seen his play where I felt like we were a team. Boiling um, hot at Chelsea on, on the SDR is the first. <laughs> yeah, I think we just, we're, we've got fantastic confidence and belief they all believed that they could do something in the game. They tried um, whatever Pochettino had obviously asked them to do. Um, they did a great job. Um, and there was a real team spirit about the performance, which I haven't seen before. You know, people were coming on, uh, didn't make too much of a difference. Um, and yeah, I just, I think this is the start of something now and um, that we need to maintain. You know, our standard is being set high terms obviously the Tottenham game's slightly different but in terms of that performance level you know I probably wasn't the only one who maybe thought either this morning or after the game you, you look at the league table and you go where's this been um, since the beginning of the season but you know we've had to wait for it it's been a rebuild um, for the last sort of period of time and loads of obviously players coming in but I think we can be really encouraged with um, what's going to happen in the future it's not going to be easy for the rest of the season. We're not just going to start wiping the floor with everybody. Um, but I think we can be confident that when we go into games, we can we can score um, and we can win. So and that's that's all you can ever you know believe in. So yeah, really happy with how everyone looked yesterday. I was um, you, you left the game feeling really proud. You know, I was saying before the pod, you leave that Arsenal game feeling quite dejected, even though it was a draw. You leave that City game feeling quite high, even though it was a draw. So it's the same outcome, but. Very different feeling from the performance. So, yeah, very, very happy and, and well done, Poch, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the, the team is, is, you know, gelling really well. And like you say, I think 
all of them felt like they could do something in the game. I think is the way of saying that they, they were all very brave in possession yesterday. I thought none of them wanted to just pick up the ball and just you know hoof up the up the pitch, which is quite tempting to do when you're playing Man City. And also something that we've seen in the last six games where we didn't score a single goal against Manchester City um, is it, we didn't see much bravery in performance at all. Um, so yeah, it was really really awesome to watch. And like Chris said, proud. Um, after the game that you're watching a team that I think is growing up in front of your eyes. I mean, it's just great, isn't it? After two years, I mean, Tuchel getting sacked and all that happened with that. And then, you know, we lost the two cup finals to Liverpool and then the Potter saga and the Lamp- I mean, under Lampard, we were shocking. It's just good to be like respected a little bit again. You're not getting bantered as much in the WhatsApp groups. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a little bit, you can hold your head up with pride. We're like quite, we're kind of ruined Spurs season now. So, you know, we derailed them. You know, I think this season... And I was looking at it, we'd need over two points a game to get to 70 points in this sport. I think that's difficult for this team to get two points a game. It could happen. And 70 points might not even get your top five the way Aston Villa are going as well. Um, but next season, I mean, I don't want to skip to next season. I'm really excited for next season because we'll have the foundations in place. Hopefully, you won't have many injuries. You've got all these players that are settled. Pot should be more settled. I think we could be a, 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 you know, a really, really... I'm not going to say we could win the league or anything like that. But I think we can really, really push for like 80, 85 points next season. So it's a bit of a building block. Maybe we can get, you know, top six. If we can get top four or top five, that'd be great. But even if we can get top six and get Europa League, maybe make a run in that. Really building block. Because I think next team, this this team's going to start to really cook. Because they're going to they're, they're going to be a team this season that we're going to be proud of. But they're still going to be ups and downs, you know. Um, you know, we go to Newcastle next and you think, well, we're going to play really well. And, you know, they've got a lot of injuries. So you think, you know, we could definitely win. But you never know. like. With youth breathing inconsistency, an international break can affect form as well. But I think next season I'm really excited about because I think everything could be glued. Poch's blueprint would be on the team. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next few years under Poch. Cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the quiz. Questions about the blues So you don't lose the beat A few clues Correct answers only It is what it is It's time for the ESCR quiz Right. Well, first of all, can we establish what the score is? Because uh, is it is it did I win the first set or <laughs> <laughs> five three? Five three. Did you win the last one? Yeah. Are you sure? Sneaky game there. The, umpi- the, the tennis umpires give you a game there, is he? All right, fair enough. I, right, I'm not, I'm not sure that's actually true. But... I don't think I you keep trying to sneak games in. No, Tell you him. had that. No, because remember you. It was the walking distance to Spurs. Oh yeah, was that one? Oh, here we the go. One, Short one, memories, one, isn't it? Stitch up that was. <laughs> All right. So the the score is is it officially five three? Yeah, go on. Then. We'll go with that. All right, we'll go with five three. Okay, Chris. So, um, since you won the last one, I guess Brady should go first on this question. Yeah. Although there is only four. It's questions not a mileage question, is it? Sorry, <laughs> a mileage question, is it? Okay, <laughs> get your pedometer out for this one. Yeah, well. So, yeah. Uh, my warming up today was Mark Kukurea. So, so the, I guess the theme of the quiz is more just sort of um, transfers and international break stuff. So, like, you know, there's, there's not really much to, to focus it around, but a bit more random, but it's to keep you on your toes, I guess. So my warming up today was Mark Kukurea signed from Brighton for 55 million last summer. But where did Brighton sign him from? Ooh. This is This is for Brady, yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Spanish side, obviously. Um, I think I'm wrong. I'm going to go Catafe, but I think I'm wrong. That is correct. He's yeah, probably out of the hat. He did sign for Catafe. He started his career at Espanyol Youth and then moved to Barcelona and obviously trained there for them, but ended up at Catafe. Did you know that, Chris? Yeah? No, no, I didn't. No, I was going to guess. What were you going to guess? I, 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 I was going to go Alaves Deportivo. Right, yeah, get, yeah, Getafe he signed for, and for a bonus point, Oof, this is up well. for anyone if you can say it, if they. Well, if first they know the buzzers, it. yeah. Does anyone know his full name? I mean, no, no. unless his full name is Mark Kukurea. <laughs> well, is it like uh, Mark his name Walker, is Marky his, Mark? His name is Mark Kukurea Sasita. So there you go, S A S E T A. So yeah, you don't have a name every day. No bonus points there. Okay, so he's maybe, he should, maybe now he's like completely turned his career around. He should change it to uh, to that. 
like that on his shirt. Rebrand himself. <laughs> so the second question is going to be uh, one where we take in turns to answer and whoever gets the most um, wins. So he's one of Chelsea's two Spanish internationals, Cucurea, with Robert Sanchez. But who can name the most Spanish players that played for Chelsea? There are 14 left. So I guess it's first eight technically, although I suspect you might run out of puff at some point. But there's only three before 2011, so you might be able to get all of them. So here we go, Chris. I'll give you the edge here first. First to guess, Spanish players that have played for Chelsea. Juan Mata. Juan Mata is correct. Aspi. Cesar Aspilicueta is correct. Torres. Fernando Torres is correct. Morata. Alvaro Morata is correct. Marcus Alonso. Correct. Brady. It's, uh, he actually still plays for the club, technically. It's, it's Kepa Riva Balaga. Kepa is correct. How many have six? That's six. That's three each, I believe. Eight left, by me. Eight left. I feel like you might run out of puff here. Uh, yeah, it's Spanish. getting tricky now. Is, um, it's not actually getting tricky, but you, you might need a siesta in the middle here to get. Some <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's a couple that's like ridiculous that you haven't got yet. So the ones before 2011, there's one from 1998, one from 2002, and one from 2005. Where was the first one you said? Sorry, 1998, 2002, 2005, and then the rest are all from Torres onwards, basically. So it's pretty, it should be pretty easy. There are two that I think will catch you out in the recent ones, but everyone out, all the others that are really, really super yeah, you, easy. Chris, come on, have a guess, come on. I'll do Romeo, the Spanish. Oreo Romeo, that was one that I thought might, you might not get, but yes, that's correct. Del Horno. Oh. Asia Del Horno, that's a good one. That's, a, that's one of the old bunch, yeah? Yeah. So we're at four, we're at four each. This is, this is a stretch. I can't remember if this guy was Spanish or Italian. Oof. Italian? Is it is it Albert Ferrer Spanish? Albert Ferrer is Spanish. One of the oh, oldest. You've only got one old guy to get. That's Ferrer? Of course, Albert Ferrer. It's my Spanish name ever. Yeah, but i got to question yourself, don't you? Mm. Okay, Brady, back on you. Oh, what's the score? 5-4, I think. Who two? Me, obviously, I went first. And got, no one's mm. got any wrong yet. Oh, I have left yet. Yeah? I'm drawing a blank here. Was it Morales or was he Portuguese? He's Portuguese, I think. Yeah. I don't, he's not appearing on this list. So we've got a wrong answer. Back to Chris. Oh, it is tricky at this point. It is tricky. There's some yeah. obvious ones we're missing, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> obvious ones, yeah. I mean, there's three from a certain era. That's, it's embarrassing that you haven't got them. People shouting at home, aren't they? Okay, Chris, you're, you're timed out here. Yeah. Brady, back to you. Oh. Can you get one? Sorry? I'm just thinking, I'm the same boat as Chris. I'm just drawing a blank. It's like staring <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> what era, at least? Tell us that. Uh, it's the... No, don't give him a clue. You didn't give me a clue. <laughs> okay, no clues, no clues. Well, we're not going to get any then. All right, I mean, 10 more it's... seconds, Brady. Why don't you just give us a clue and we'll just do quick fire from here? <laughs> no, no clues. Because uh, that's, that's, that's fair, I think. No clues handed out. And if you can't get them, then you, you get the O moment at the end. It's like, oh, yeah. All right, fine. Right. I haven't got any. All right, quiz isn't, over. Chris, Chris, you're the winner. 5-4. Who did you get here? Is, um, no, actually, don't worry. So from the era, the, the, the Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte era, we've got Cesc Fabregas in midfield. Oh, oh my God. God. Give me a favour. <laughs> We've got Diego Costa oh, playing up front yeah. for us. I mean, the thing is, he, he's sort of like he's, Brazilian. Yeah, he's up Brazilian Spanish. We've got Pedro on the oh, wing. Yeah, Pedro. Uh, yeah. Pedro. Oh, Pedro. Oh, to be fair, I completely forgot about him. Okay, so that, those three from that era, that's, that's ridiculous you didn't get them, but fair enough But um, that you didn't get the other two. One is uh, a lone player from, from last year, or the season before, sorry, 2021. Oh, Saul. Saul Niguez from Atletico Madrid, oh, and the, the the midfielder from from two thousand two two thousand three from Espanol went on to play for Deportivo. Not only played thirty one matches for us, 
Um, not a very famous little player, but had little blonde highlights. Marco little, Marin? No, oh. little winger for us. 2002-2003. Um, first name's Kiki. Oh, I do know. Uh, is it begin with an M? <laughs> no. It's Kiki DeLucas. Kiki DeLucas, oh, yeah. I mean, that... That, <laughs> would that was an absolute... That I've got Dale Hall, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I got Ferrer. I got some good ones in there. So it's it's uh, it's one all heading to the third question. Mm. Um, so back to you, Brady. One of the players you mentioned was Fernando Torres, right, yeah. who was one of the biggest January transfer signings ever, arriving for fifty million on the thirty first of January two thousand and eleven from Liverpool. He left Chelsea in two thousand and fourteen though to join which club? Atletico Madrid. Not Atletico Madrid. Chris, chance to steal? Um, let's I, think, look. I think it maybe was on loan there. Um, he did go on to play for Atletico Madrid. That is correct, eventually. Really he didn't leave Chelsea for Atletico Madrid. Interesting. He went from this club to Atletico Madrid. Codus. AC Milan is the answer. No, I, I literally would never have got that. <laughs> he went to AC Milan on loan and then he signed for AC Milan permanently after that before going to Atletico Madrid and then going to Japan to play for Sagan Tosu. Um, yeah. Call it a draw then. Last question. Uh, last question, mate. Uh... He is one of 27 players <laughs> to play for both Chelsea and AC Milan. Christian Pulisic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Ricardo Tamori and Olivier Giroud uh, the ones that are sort of more recent. But there are 22 others. It's quite hard, so we'll do first to five here. Oh, my God. Chelsea players that have played or players that have played for both Chelsea and AC Milan. Let's go. So you I'll can't go, have the other ones, man. It's me. No. I'll go uh, Hernan Crespo. Hernan Crespo is one. One, one nil to Chris. Silver before he takes it. Tiago Silva is number two. Uh, Shevchenko. Andre Shevchenko. 2 1. Des- Desai. Marcel Desai. Maybe I, should have made, maybe I should have made you get all of them. You're getting quite a few that I didn't think you'd necessarily <laughs> guess. 2 yeah, 2. Running into a, an abyss now. <laughs> <laughs> There's, some good, a... There's some really good ones for this, by the way. Is there? Yeah. Some good players and just some good is, like, um, is Kazaragi one? Um let's have a look actually. No, Kazaragi is not one. Uh, Brady. Sam Dalabona? Sam Dalabona is correct. Oh, that's a great shout. Chris, you're under pressure here, mate. First to five, you're next. Brady's Ooh. up three two, yeah? George Weyer. George Weyer, well he's pulled one out. Well done. Was there one Ambrosini? Oh. Ambrosini. I'm not sure Ambrosini played for both. Let me have a look. He did not play for AC Milan, Ambrosini. I think it's, it's actually the Chelsea player you're referring to is I think Ambrosetti. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say I that. Believe. But um, he didn't play for AC Milan either. So. Okay, touch. <laughs> that was a good early waste, <laughs> I guess. Um... Two to two to win it, Chris. You're up. It's three all at the moment. Uh, Missing some great players here. Yeah. Some fantastic players. I'm gonna go. Is um is Loudrop one? Brian Loudrop is a great um, shout. I'll give you that. Alexander Pato. Sorry? Uh, Alexander Pato. Alex Pato. There we go. Four or Chris to win it. Can you pick a find a player that's played for both Chelsea and AC Milan to win the quiz? Oh, I've got him. <laughs> I was about to time you out. What have we got? It's Bakayoko. It's Timmy. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Did it? You had so much time there. <laughs> so whatever. Like what? Did you have one, Brady? Did, did you what? have one? 
Kudachini. Yes, Kudachini's one. So Jimmy Greaves, Ray Wilkins, Rude Hullet. You could have had Winston Bogard, Christian Panucci, Carlo Kudachini, as you said. Um, Michael Essien played for both. Uh, Alex, fantastic centre back for us. I was going to say Alex. Marco Van Hinkle, Mario Pasalic, Fabio Borini. 45 seconds not to say, yeah. Fabio yes. Barini, Gonzalo Higuain, Asmir Begovic has played for both as well. Fantastic. All right. 5 4. Back to the drawing ball for me. 5 4. And Brady, you'd be feeling the pressure, I think. Well, I don't know. After the mileage and uh, Bakioka, I just I don't know. <laughs> might need a VAR check on these quizzes. But anyway, yeah, well done, Chris. Thank you. GG's. Um, right. We'll finish up very briefly on fantasy. An absolute shocker in the Premier League. If you didn't have Captain Haaland or Captain Salah, I think it was a bit of a disaster week. Um, and the biggest shock of the weekend was is Brady. He's Why didn't you tell us, Craig, what the biggest shock is? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to fantasy this week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certain Jan James ESCR Brady that's moving into the top five at 96 points. Salah captain, Simakas at the back with 15 points. And uh, I'm top of the pile in this. Uh, you know, Jamie Elwood's now top. He's, but I'm only 18 points behind him. And uh, yeah, top of the pile in this pod. I've got, I've got to see Jamie in two weeks as well for my, for my sins when he'll be top. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll I mean, mention it. Craig seems to love Ollie Watkins, captain him over Salah. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on there. But uh, yeah. Bit of differential, mate. It's not cookie cutter, yeah? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um, not a bad week for Chris, but you're back in the relegation zone, mate. Yeah, it's tricky down the bottom. Look. It's it's dog eat dog down the Everyone's bottom. Fighting uh, for their life. Jack Elwood down there fighting for his life. Unbelievable. I'm I'm still relying on Nick Jackson. Yeah, so every point matters in that in that part of the the, the table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, fantastic, and uh, a bit of a break now. Well, the international games are on to have a little bit of a rethink, and and some absolute crackers to come back to. In a couple of weeks, we've got Chelsea away at Newcastle. We've got Man City, Liverpool. Wow. Uh, Arsenal away at Brentford. That'll be a good game. Yeah, Everton um, as well playing at Man United. So, yeah, there's uh, plenty to choose from. So, good luck for that. But, yeah. I'll be there at St. James's Park. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's going to be an absolute cracker, isn't it? Some um, difficult results up there for us usually. So uh, hope for the best. Enjoy your trip. Good time to play them, I think. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Always a good away trip, Newcastle. Oh, so. uh, yeah. But that's all we've got time for today. Um, thanks, guys. No worries. worries. Positive for the international break. Um, and we will be back next week with our preview pod for that Newcastle game, um, which will be a three o'clock kickoff on the 25th of November. For more updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on X at Exit Chelsea and Instagram at Exit Chelsea Repeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>